0: Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Steven Miranda.
1: I'm Steve Fry.
0: On Tuesday, September 10th, 2019, episode 15.06, the week two show. What a way to start the NFL season. After that Thursday night snooze fest that was Packers-Bears, the Sunday slate had plenty of crazy action. The Chiefs, Patriots, and Ravens rolled over their opponents, and there were 10 teams that scored 30 or more points in the NFL in Week 1. But after the end of the night, the Week 1 Challenge game ended in a tie again. What? That's right. It ended in a tie again. This week we'll talk about Bill Belichick making some comparisons from A.B. to Randy Moss. What? Odell Beckham needs to play football with a watch, apparently. We'll get into that. Plenty of last-second action during Monday Night Football. Plus, Steve and I will get you ready for Week Two. Are you ready to give some more picks, Steve? I'm ready because you were on fire, man.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: The only person that was more on fire than me was you. Yeah, because I was yeah. on fire in Vegas. We'll get to all of that. way. let's just chop it in, people. Here we go. <laughs> Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Rays. So first of all, for those of you who don't know, I am bringing you this show on my birthday.
1: On his birthday. Can you believe that? dedication the, to you, the listener.
0: That that I am here on my 50th birthday. Oh, we're sharing that now. Yeah, I just I just gave it up. Now, now you're I,
1: owning it. Now that you yeah, are there, you're I'm owning it. I'm there.
0: It, it is because it looked pretty good on me this weekend we were celebrating with about 22 people in vegas i had family and friends that came in from all over the country uh, as far as north carolina and as close as denver and we all congregated at the mandalay bay in las vegas and had a really good weekend it was pretty solid Uh, props to trisha my love who was able to coordinate everyone in times and big dinners and locations and beach cabanas, and all kinds of craziness. But my football winning was really good. I nailed two three-team parlay cards, a bunch of individual bets. My lock of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs, minus three and a half, won by eight. A lot, a lot I think. Yeah. Eight times that, right? 21, 22 points. I don't know how much they won. 26 points they won by. So, way, way over that. I mean, that was a lock if I ever had one. Um, and I would have won even more if the Jets could have held a 16 nothing lead in the second half. Thank you. But then we
1: case. couldn't call it the second annual week one tie.
0: Challenge game tie. The Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals. The Lions were up at, like, what, 27 to 3 at one point? Or 27-10, whatever it was. Kyler Murray was inept. He was something like 9 out of 25 for 70 yards and a pick in the through the first three quarters.
1: And then in the fourth quarter.
0: I think that the Lions basically said, man, this, this is over. This is over. They eased up on the gas. The Cardinals came back to tie it. They go into overtime. Nobody can score. And I want to read this direct quote from TweetDeck. It says, at Steve Miranda, are we really three minutes and 48 seconds from a tie in our week one challenge game again? That was tweeted by you. Yes. I started rolling in the middle of the sports book. People were like, what the hell is this guy laughing at? I was laughing. And the crazy, did you get my responses? I
1: did, yes. Okay,
0: good. Because I don't see them posted on my timeline. And so I was like, "I either it was that I was that far gone that I thought I responded to it. <laughs> Look, because here's the, here's the truth. All right, as far as consuming alcohol is concerned, i joined the party very very late i didn't do it for most of my life it was just a few years ago when i was working for a production company and my boss said you're gonna have some tequila with us because this, this is very expensive very good tequila and i started drinking tequila but that's few and far between and it wasn't like an everyday occurrence i had it every once in a while when i was at parties this weekend friday through monday four days I consumed more alcohol than I have in my previously fifty nine forty nine I'm trying to make myself (laughs) sixty. My previous forty nine years of life that I consumed alcohol. I consumed more these four days. Good man. It started with a ten shot margarita.
1: (laughs) That that'll uh that'll get your fires going.
0: I was telling you, I finished that margarita and I was walking down the hall to the bathroom and I had to stop and put my head, both hands on the yeah. wall. I had to kind of do the frisk on the wall, say, uh, This is too much stuff is spinning right now. I need to just stop right here so that I don't fall anywhere. And then I proceeded. Like that, that kind of like fog went away pretty quickly. And then I was able to get right back to it, and we we did a an aquarium tour, and there was a shark that was jumping over my head. It was really awesome, but I did I kept drinking. And you're gambling, and you're at the sports book, and you're betting. And you I went on an epic, epic, eleven point made craps roll, Nice. where I made eleven points. I hit you know the side bets where yeah. the all small, the all tall, and get them all. Yep. I got all small. And I only needed an eight, which is one of the easiest, easiest yeah. freaking numbers they hit Steve and that eight would not show up for its life. I still turned two hundred bucks into sixteen hundred, but had that eight showed up before the seven, I would have won another nine hundred and eighty bucks. I just couldn't roll an eight to save my life. Got every single number, a lot of them two, three, four times could not hit a stupid eight, but still. It was a great weekend. We had a lot of fun, family and friends that are listening who came all the way to Vegas. That was thank you very much. That was a, a, a very extraordinary. I sang with mariachis. Apparently, <laughs> there's video evidence of that. Um,
1: I, I have to say, when it's apparently this is what I did, you know it's been a good weekend in Vegas.
0: <laughs> the mari- apparently, the, the, the mariachi, one the head mariachi dude, t- told Trish that if I wanted a job with them, I could have it. So uh, yeah, I, I, it was it was a lot of fun, but here I am for you. Real quickly, we're not going to spend a lot of time. There's not a lot of news. There is some stuff. Some people there, I want to. There's make fun a lot of, of
1: news, but kind of it's not new news. New, so yeah, not new news, not there, new not new. A lot has happened since we were last here.
0: Well, let's start with uh, it's official now. Uh, a B has signed with the New England Patriots. It's now official. And Bill Belichick was asked today by, you know, the NBC Sports Boston media. um, He said, uh, does he feel confident that Antonio Brown won't uh, be disruptive to the New England Patriots? And Belichick said in response, that's the same thing. No, 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 no. no,
1: That doesn't sound like him at all.
0: Yeah, No, I'm sorry. Uh, That's the same thing you, uh, you said about Randy Moss when you brought him in. Dude, don't compare that no. guy to Randy Moss. Come on.
1: Very different. Similar in what teams they came from. Similar in a number of things, but no, they're they're nothing like What's one the, another.
0: But the what the worst thing Moss did was fake moon Green Bay, right? Yeah. That probably, yeah. And he kind of like he had a little altercation with a with a parking meter maid, right? I mean, back
1: in the day. He I might guess, he might have been kind of that extreme personality, right. but compared to what we're seeing today, not just by A. B. but a number of other receivers, players, right? Players, not just receivers, but players in general. He was tame. That was, but he was respectful.
0: So I saw so Belichick. You look. Is it going to be a disruptive force? No, because if he's a disruptive force, politics just says you're gone. You're gone, and yeah, you're gone. That's it.
1: So it it My. really with with AB on the Patriots it comes down to to one simple thing either he wanted to be there all along and all of this has just been a grand plan to get him released from the Raiders or wherever he was going to end oh, so that he could be at at the Patriots and he's gonna he's gonna straighten up everything is gonna go fine and he'll be great or a screw is loose and this thing is gonna fall apart in New England too right
0: I think he played the Raiders look. I think he wanted the Steelers to trade him to the Patriots. The Patriots were looking for a way to, to trade for Antonio Brown. The Steelers said, yeah, we're not sending you yeah. to the Patriots. And it's not happening. You're not going to get that. And, and so he winds up in Oakland. And this whole literal charade up there was to get released. And he got his wish. Now he's with the Patriots. I'm sure he'll straighten up. But reports right now coming out as of 9:10 p.m. Eastern time is that there's a lawsuit that's been filed against Antonio Brown. Um, this woman is accusing him of rape and forcibly doing stuff uh, with her against her will. Uh, you, can, you can see the, the lawsuit um, for sexual assault and rape that has been levied against Brown. In a federal court in Florida, so now what do the Patriots do? Because the Patriots have already had their fair share with Kraft and the whole stuff down there in Florida. If there's any validity to this lawsuit, Patriots gotta just part ways with him now and not even try to bring him into the fold. Look, they wiped the Pittsburgh Steelers; they just, they, they they wiped them out of the building. The game wasn't even close. Like, I was excited for Sunday Night Football, and then the Steelers were, like, inept.
1: The Steelers just chose not to show up.
0: They didn't show up. At least offensively, they didn't show up. The Defense tried to stick around the game for a while, but do you want to introduce this to, an organi- to your team who was so successful week one?
1: Well, that's the thing is he's either going to have to just get in line and do his job, and... Uh, and that I mean the the Patriots are very good about spreading the ball out. Ab is not getting his his fifteen targets a game. He's not going to be the guy that that is targeted intentionally by Brady. He's going right. to be one of many. And he's either going to get used to that and be okay in that and be okay with his three four five targets a game, or we're going to see this whole carousel go pretty well, quickly wh- out of what control. What happens
0: that first week where he? Throws a temper tantrum at Tom Brady because Brady didn't throw him a ball. He did that to Roethlisberger.
1: I have to assume that he won't be on the field in Week Three. Oh
0: man! All right. Lots of things still happening. I mean, this Antonio Brown story has been so weird all off season, and now with this uh, this suit against him, it's really it's really just it's it's just different. It's a different situation. It's no longer fun in games. It's no longer, oh, look at the clown who he wants to play with his helmet, or he burned his feet, or now he's yelling at the GM. Now it's now it's something different.
1: Yeah, now now uh, NFL probably needs to get involved exactly. in something more than just a little fine, a little slap on the wrist by taking ten percent of his weekly salary. Yeah, that's
0: not that's not gonna help. that's not gonna help. All right, Odell Beckham Jr. now with the Cleveland Browns. The te- another team that didn't show up there uh, week one, um, apparently was wearing a wristwatch during the game. That has garnered all kinds of attention. The NFL says that they're uh, looking into it because the- his choice accessory is a violation of league rules. Apparently he was wearing a $350,000 watch during the game against the Tennessee Titans. And he has told reporters that Week two on Monday Night Football against the Jets, he plans on wearing the watch too. I only have two questions, Steve. One, is it really necessary to pay $350,000 for a watch? And two, do you need a watch to play the game of football?
1: I'm sure it's a Brewster's Millions type of thing. You've got to spend the money and then more will come? Is that the way this works? (laughs)
0: That's the dude where they gave him a million bucks, in, but he had to spend it all by the end of the week, right? Yeah,
1: but he yeah. couldn't tell anybody. He had to get rid of it all, so yeah. he couldn't. He had to have no assets at the end of the week or yeah. the month or whatever it was. So to he was he was buying million-ish. he was buying collectible stamps and mailing them and things like that. So yeah. Anyway, I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess if if you've got that kind of money, buying something like a $350,000 watch, good for you. If you've got money and that's what you want to spend it on, fine. I I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I think it's crazy, but I also don't have $350,000 to
0: buy a watch. Right. Do you need it to play football?
1: No, you don't, but you've also got players that are very um, superstitious, that Things. But
0: this isn't something he's been wearing. You know, I understand if it's a wristband that you've been wearing your entire life today, since sure. you, since I've been playing people football, I've been wearing this wristband. I don't watch it. I get that. Yeah. So, this so where where I'm I tr- going
1: where I'm going with that is that he's he's claiming I wear it everywhere. I wear it in the shower. I wear it in practice. I so I'm uh, this is what I'm used to having on. Yeah. But to your point, we yeah. haven't seen it in years past. I mean, I guess. Maybe if it's there and we just haven't noticed it, but I have a hard time believing that yeah, it's coming out new now after years in in
0: New York. So, yeah. yeah, there's no reason for him to have it. All right. He says that it's an issue because uh, of how expensive it is. If he was just wearing a $20 cheapy watch, no one would care. Yeah, you shouldn't be wearing a watch. You shouldn't be wearing rings. You shouldn't be wearing... So the, so the NFL
1: do. has no rule against jewelry. They, they, have, they have a rule about hard items that can scratch or, or catch other players or, or the player themselves. Yeah. So, but they, they don't actually, there is no rule in, in the, the NFL rule. guidelines or yeah. rules saying that they can't wear jewelry.
0: Then why are they saying that the, the accessory was a violation of league rules?
1: Because it's, it's the fact that it's a hard, sharp object on his that wrist. That can hurt somebody. So it's not the fact that it's a watch. If it was a bracelet that had a sharp edge on it, it would be the same it would be the violation. Same. So right. his, his argument is it's a plastic watch. How could a plastic watch scrape? I mean, well, whatever. then
0: you're an idiot if you pay $350,000 for, for a plastic, plastic watch. watch. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Just these. Why has always got to be a freaking wide receiver, Steve? Why?
1: Because it just you got to have a screw loose to be a wide receiver. I, I don't know. Can, what.
0: Apparently. I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. Um, real briefly, I'm just going to touch into this. Uh, yeah, I've already mentioned Vegas was great. It was awesome. But there was technically, technically, in the San Francisco 49er Tampa Bay Buccaneer game, uh, a blown replay review of the new pass interference rule. Did, did you know that? Th- this is
1: the one where they successfully challenged, right? Yes. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I did but see they. That.
0: But they didn't change it. They didn't change it to, to defensive pass interference. Clearly, it was pass defense. Sherman's, like, grabbing the dude. He was all but inside the dude's jock. They challenged it, and they still, they just, the, the call stands. They did not make it defensive pass interference. Then why have the rule? What was the, I thought there
1: was. I thought there, I thought in that game, didn't they have a, a, pass, a non-call that was challenged, and it was changed to, yeah, it was pass interference.
0: No, so my understanding is that in the game, there was a non-call of DPI that was subject to replay review. That, that's the one, this is the one it was. Maybe the one that you're talking about, they did review. But this was late in the, late in the game um, on fourth and sixth. And it was subject to replay review, but the booth didn't review the game. They, you know, because the booth had to stop it, they had to trigger the, the review. And there was enough evidence that everyone felt it was obvious enough that there should have been a review. But senior VP of officiating al Riveron uh you know calling defensive pass interference, they didn't do it. Now, he didn't see it as interference. uh he's He's been citing this one play from the Super Bowl about the the arm grab. That will be called, will be changed. Um, but Blandino said that Sherman wasn't playing the ball, something that wasn't going to get changed. It, so it didn't trigger the automatic review of the call. And I'm just saying is if you have it to catch the egregious, the dude is holding his arm, it's, a, it's an arm bar, it's grabbing it, why don't you trigger the review? That was my problem with it. Am I, did I see it wrong? Am I, it's okay, well, I'm, I'm just because I'm just gonna cite alcohol. That's what I'm gonna do.
2: Yeah, if, you,
0: if I saw something incorrectly, you, plus you got to remember, I've got so like, much
1: much like everybody else in in humankind. You're going to blame it on tequila. That is a perfectly valid reason look, to miss something.
0: The other thing is, Steve, outside of the Cowboys game because it was the it was the afternoon game. No, th- was that the one? No, no, that's not the one, because this one was this one was near the end zone. Okay, this one was near the end zone. So it it was in the
1: same game. It was in the same game. It, though, was, that, the same game. it was the same right. game.
0: Uh, near the end zone, and you could Sherman really had the dude's arm like it was like look at look at me look at me look at me he's got him like this, and you should, and because inside of two minutes it needs to be a booth review. Booth review. Okay. Yep. And it they didn't they didn't review it, and everyone's sitting around like, uh, why have this rule? If your booth isn't going to initiate a review of something that's clear and obvious.
1: Okay. That right? I missed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> all right. I'm just. Uh, why change the rule if you're not going to call? it? That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Because we, we were watching one from earlier in the game where it was. Um, it was a non-call on pass interference that. Was challenged by the Bucks and successfully overturned as yes. yes, there was pass interference. So it was in that game. We were watching that video here. Same game, yeah.
0: Ago. Same game. That 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 one was was changed, but there was one later that should have been prompted by a booth review.
1: Yeah, game. clearly I missed the one at the end, so I was I was confused when you were alcohol. saying Well,
0: that, you're gonna blame you could do that. I, no, too.
1: I I wish I could blame it on alcohol. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna blame it on three year olds. Ah yes, three year olds. Well, let's get to it. Week two, uh, before we get to week two, I just got to congratulate you, man. You had an awesome week one where you went 13-2-1. 84% correct there. Thank you. Now, I only did one less. I was 12-3-1, giving me 78%. Ladies, we got to do something about her picks. We
1: need to work on her a little bit. She's,
0: uh, she's got to get to it. A- after your pep
1: talk last Thursday night while we were watching the Packers-Bears, yeah. When we were making picks this morning, she was actually very nervous about how how is Mr. Miranda going to like my picks?
0: <laughs> was she? She was. She, she was, okay. I mean,
1: a little three-year-old, so it wasn't as clear as that. It was, well, yeah. Mr. Miranda, uh, just make your picks, dear. Yeah, She'll be, yeah he'll, he'll be he'll fine. Be fine. He's gonna be, okay, there's, there's really only one game he did might put, give you a hard time. Did I
0: put pressure on it? I'm sorry. I'd tell her that I did well, not no, mean no, to do that. No, because...
1: It's one where you said something and then we kind of reinforce over the course of a couple of days yeah. that, you know, Mr. Miranda thinks you're, you know, we need to do something about your picks. <laughs> and, and, of course, all we're really joking around about with her is the Dallas game. Yeah, right? that, yeah That's yeah, really yeah, all right. we're, but at three years old, she doesn't know we're talking about yeah, one she's game. A, all, she thinks it's everything. Them, so this yeah, morning yeah. she was a little, a little nervous. nervous about her picks.
0: You tell her, I, next time I see her, I'll give her a big hug. Tell her everything is great. She is doing awesome. Because... She picked a game that everybody got wrong. She had Tennessee. She's the only one that picked Tennessee. (laughs) Did you go down the list? And there's only one He's like, who picked Tennessee? Ah, ladies. ladies. Yes. All right. (laughs) Good stuff. That, that
1: I think, is the true definition of blind squirrel (laughs) finding a nut.
0: (laughs) Squirrel! Oh, there it is. All right. That was good stuff. Okay. We'll start week one. Still no breakdown of games, just exactly as they are. Wilson, can you hear my voice, though? I yeah, mean, you, it, you, it you definitely. Yelling. Yeah. There were a lot of nights where it was 3 o'clock in the morning. I was like, what the hell am I still doing out here? But You like, are
1: celebrating your 50th in Vegas with family and friends. You are, doing it what, <laughs> you are doing what you should be doing.
0: It was awesome. It was totally All awesome.
1: Right. For the record, it's week two.
0: Week two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Carolina to face the Carolina Panthers for Thursday night football. <laughs> All right, man, look. Both these teams lost the openers. The Panthers at least gave the Rams a run for their money, right? Uh, The Los Angeles Rams went into Carolina, and they they didn't look as sharp. Well, quite frankly, look, (laughs) they weren't sharp, right? They got the W, 30-27, but the fact that McCaffrey was all over the Rams. I mean, the Rams – they better get that defense in tip-top shape because if they run into someone who's not the Carolina Panthers who can seriously put points on them, they're going to struggle because McCaffrey did pretty much whatever he wanted to against the Rams. For Carolina to come and lose that football game was pretty disappointing, but uh, but they were in it, and they're only yep. going to get better. Tampa Bay, on the other side. They're going to get
1: better as long as Cam stays healthy. True. And that's the challenge there.
0: To, Was it just? Did did you see Cam? Was this throwing mechanics a little different in that game?
1: I didn't see it. I'm not sure
0: he was extending the the, like literally like, it it was like a like a he was throwing the ball more with just whipping his hand and his wrist than throwing his full arm. And I don't know if it's still an extension of the shoulder that he had all last season. He just did not look right throwing the football and. And he didn't throw the football much. I mean, no, he
1: didn't. Yeah, it was it was mostly a running game.
0: Yeah, McCaffrey then the, the running and I get it when you're running for a hundred and you know eighty plus yards or whatever, you don't maybe need to throw the football that much. But at some point, he's he's going to have throw, to throw yeah. the football. Yeah. So, uh, but Tampa Bay on the other hand, I really expected a lot more from them. It was a little disappointing to see them start their home opener uh, with a loss like that. Now they got to go to Carolina. I don't like that. And so I'm taking the Tampa, the Carolina Panthers to beat the Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, I'm with you with with Carolina with with everybody being relatively healthy and and going toe to toe with the Rams. You know, 49ers who who beat the the uh, Buccaneers last week may not be Super Bowl contenders and everything else, but they're they're also not horrible. I mean, they're, right. they're they they right. they have a lot of talent there. And for so, a
0: while, the Bucks were in that game, but then James wins the offensively. I think the offense let him down. Um,
1: James Winston was Jameis Winston. Yeah, right?
0: That's, yeah, exactly. So, so uh,
1: yeah, I don't yeah. I don't see Tampa Bay going into Carolina and, and and making this too much of a game. I mean,
0: especially not you know early in the season. Thursday night football. Once again, I I, I leaned a lot towards the the home team on Thursday night football. Um, I definitely like Carolina to take care of this football game. They are favorite by seven now. This line opened at five. It's now seven. So that's, that's what it, yeah, all the money's coming in there on the Carolina side. Yep. I think everybody likes that. Lady Ethan is on board, too. She likes the Carolina Panthers. All right, moving on to Sunday morning, uh, our time Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time for everybody else. The Cincinnati Bengals host the San Francisco 49ers.
1: So real quick, just for all of all of our friends in the Midwest, you know there are time zones between the East Coast and the West Coast. There's, there's the Midwest. Uh, there's the mountain I, I, states. The mountain, yes, I, yes, I, I need yes. to make sure that for large aware, swaths of the population, I am aware, including your me. Dallas
0: Cowboys. Yes. Uh, and, and, and trust me, look, my hometown of El Paso, Texas, is the only county in the entire state of Texas that's in its own time zone. El Paso and El Paso County is only one hour ahead of us. But the entire rest of the state is two hours ahead. So when I'm talking to my mom and I'm calculating, and when I'm talking to my brother in Dallas and I'm calculating, it it, it gets crazy. So I get it. I yes, there are other. So do you want me to give you all the times? I mean, I no no. If, I just I when, you, when
1: you say the games are on at 10 o'clock for us or one o'clock for the rest of you.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I did say for the rest of you. <laughs> yes, I'm East Coast. I'm East Coast time. <laughs> Thank and you. then you can and then then you can you know you can kind of gauge what your time zone is based yeah. on 10am west coast time and and oh should i say pacific pacific and time. uh and eastern time and then you can kind of gauge where you are Yeah. Right? well they,
1: they can they can make those adjustments on their own <laughs> they're smart enough people they can figure that out yeah. they've been doing it they've been i don't know they've why they've been flown over for a long time by everybody
0: i, I don't know why i said <laughs> for the rest of you do you make it sound like i'm not, i don't care about the people in the midwest oh no right? i just got to have fun with you <laughs> All right. We're Uh, we're both
1: from Central Time Zone State, so I don't know why we're making a big deal about
0: it. The Cincinnati Bengals opened my eyes. They traveled to Seattle. You know, nobody gave them a shot. They were 10-point dogs, and it took everything in Seattle's power to win that football game by a point. They won twenty-one twenty. 20 Seattle is not going to be as bad as a lot of people, including myself, made them out to be. Um, I really thought that, them losing uh AJ Green for the better part of the beginning of this football year. Offensively, they weren't going to be able to do something. Um they they the wide receiving core with Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd and and John, he, they were they they worked admirably and they gave Seattle everything they could handle. Now they're going to be at home. I think they're going to be a little pissed that they lost that football game, it was a game that they probably should have won. Uh and, and pulled the upset, I'm glad they didn't because Seattle was one of my you know, survivor picks last yes. week. Um, but I think they'll take note and they'll correct some of the mistakes they had in that football game. And although the San Francisco 49ers did travel to Tampa and get that win, now they have to travel to Cincinnati. I think that's too much. Starting this year, they, the schedule makers did them no favors. Starting the year, going back-to-back road games. Uh, I don't think it helps the San Francisco 49ers in this case. I think the Bengals get after Jimmy Garoppolo, and they keep this close and find a way to win this one in the end. I got Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, and I'm going in the opposite direction. I, I think we've got a couple of banged up players on the uh, Bengals side. Um, hold on. Where am I going here? Uh, yeah. Joe Mixon's got a ankle tweak. Maybe back. We don't know yet. Uh, They've got a couple of wide receivers banged up. so.
0: Yeah, but you see the thing with, with Mixon, I, I don't believe Mixon's going to play in this game, but I like Giovanni Bernard better. So I, I'm more of the, hey, I need to see Giovanni Bernard on the, on the football field more. But than if I'd they're
1: going to try to win the game by, by rushing, they're going to run out of depth pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, agree with, and, I agree with that. And while Dalton had a great week, yeah. I don't think we can really expect him to be putting up 400 yards a, a game.
0: He will this game because he has to. He's going to have to. You, the one thing about the, the, Rams- the only
1: way you're right is if he puts up 400 yards <laughs> yes. I don't think he's going to be putting up 400 yards two weeks in a row
0: look I think they're going to look at the tape against the Niners and the Bucks and they're going to say hey that Niners run defense is pretty good they're, they're, I'm not sure we're going to have a lot of success running the football they're going to come up with a game plan where they're going to put it on Andy Dalton they're going to say Andy you're our guy right now you've got to be the guy for our offense and I think he'll be up to
1: and I and I'm just I have different view. I don't think right. Dalton will be up to that challenge and I think the 49ers are going to pull this win out.
0: All right. Lady Edith uh, jumps on my bag- wagon first. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of games she and I differ on, but she likes Cincinnati in this one as well. All right. We'll move on to Detroit as the Detroit Lions host the Los Angeles Chargers. That's not the one. <laughs> um Man, the Chargers really – there was something else last week. They they jump out to this lead. Austin Eckler's running and making everybody say, Melvin who? Right. Now, they're not going to say that because they don't want to get in trouble kind of like Jerry did. But Melvin who, really? Uh,
1: As I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, their their offensive line is good enough, their running game is good enough that they're not going to miss him.
0: Well, Austin Eckler – I mean, literally Eckler really has made it now – pretty bad for malvin gordon i don't think he puts on a a charger uniform ever again
1: no Uh, i don't know how gordon does because because if if gordon does come back there's going to immediately be the question about well who are you going to start right yeah like gordon may have lost his starting job already yes even if he does come back so and that's going to kill him so he's going to be better suited sitting out all season and and coming back
0: right um the only thing that you know, I have questions about the Chargers is their defense. Uh, they had the same kind of problem stopping the run last year. Remember, that's how they got eliminated last year by the Patriots. The Patriots just ran. Brady did nothing in that game. They just ran the ball at, San, at Los Angeles. Just ran the ball at Los Angeles last year. And they looked bad in that playoff game against the Patriots. Well, what was their problem? Listen, Marilyn Mack. I mean, this dude just ran all over them. So they have to shore up that run defense. Um, who else better to, to kind of shore up that run defense than the Detroit Lions? I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers. I think the Chargers will do enough to win this game. I almost made this my luck of the week. Chargers are only favored by two points. I think they win by a touchdown, um, but it's not my luck of the week. I got a better luck of the week coming up a little later. But I got the Chargers to win the game.
1: I I am with you there. I I think I'm I'm riding the Chargers bandwagon here. They they've got some things to work on, but they're only going to get better. And I don't have the same confidence in the Lions.
0: Yeah, no, uh, no, especially when you give up a, a 17 point lead like that in the second half. That that's just not good. Uh, Lady Edith is taking the Lions, though. She thinks that being at home will do them some good. All right, so we're moving on to Green Bay, home opener for the Packers. And who do they bring to Green Bay and Lambeau Field? The hated Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> now, it, this, is, this is probably going to bite me in the butt. And since we tied in the challenge game last week, y- you get to pick the challenge game again. So I'm presenting to you the first challenge game option because I know where you're going in this game. I'm going to go opposite. If I look at the two offenses that the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings put out on the field week one, and I saw how smooth those offenses were just by that alone taking the Minnesota Vikings. But the fact of the matter is that Delvin Cook makes that offense better. Look, how, how many? do you know how many passes? Well, looking, don't look. At, no, How I, many passes did the Vikings threw?
1: I, I've got it up already. <laughs> I was going to be making the same point. Ten.
0: Ten. Okay.
1: He only threw ten passes. This is Kirk eight Cousins eight for about. ten, 98 yards, and a touchdown.
0: Now, why didn't he only throw ten times? Because Delvin Cook had his way with Atlanta. They ran all over Atlanta. I think Delvin Cook, again, has another similar game. I think they can run on the Green Bay Packers. I think that was kind of part of the problem that the Chicago bears had on Thursday night. They could not run or they, they chose not to chose not to run the football against green Bay. And I thought that was a mistake. They put too much on Trubisky and he looked flat out bad. Now Kirk Cousins is great. I don't think he's, you know, what has been my biggest point all off season about the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think you're going to get it done with that. Clearly, the Vikings think that, too, if he's only throwing the ball ten times.
1: Yeah, if, if, they're giving it, if, they're, if they've decided they're going to win with their run game.
0: Right. But I think Delvin Cook is healthy. He's running very well, 100%. I like the Vikings' offense and how efficient and how gelled they look. Green Bay, on the other hand, Aaron Rodgers, I still think, has some confidence issues with his wide receivers. They're pretty young. I don't think they're exactly – where they're supposed to be or where he thinks they're supposed to be. I don't think they're getting there quickly enough for him. And what I saw Thursday night is he's still holding the ball a little too long. And, it, and literally he knows I'm supposed to throw. He's even like pumped his arm like I'm going to throw. Ooh, I can't throw it because I don't trust he's going to make that break or be right there. So he holds it and he got sacked far too much. Minnesota gets after uh, Brett. Uh, I was going to say Brett. Ooh, Fall. There Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Uh, gets after Aaron Rodgers, and Minnesota will win the game and and take a two zero lead in this. See, game. and
1: I'm I'm looking at it. I, I, a lot of your analysis, I agree with. Um, I think one. I think Atlanta isn't as good as as a lot of people feel they are. Yeah. So I, I agree think, with you. I think the Vikings had a little lighter victory than they than they might have. If we looked at this a year ago. Right. On the flip side, you gotta remember the Bears defense is still one of the top defenses in the league. Yeah, right, I yeah. mean, I, I I would be hard pressed to find a fantasy league where the Bears weren't the first defense off the board. Okay. So any I think a lot of the challenges the Packers had in moving the ball, it was because they're going against one of the best, if not the best, defense in the league. Right. Minnesota's defense is good, but they're not the Bears. Right. So I think Packers have an easier time moving that ball, both the running game and the passing game. We haven't seen – Packers' defense sh- has shown an immense improvement. We haven't necessarily seen what they can do against a good rushing attack. Yeah. We saw them keep Trubisky from from really doing anything most of the game. So we know they, can, they, we know they have a secondary, they have a pass rush. Can they defend against that run? We don't know yet. Right. I, I just – I think there's enough at home for the Packers – uh, I think the, the the Packers offense opens up for the first time. Uh, it could be a little higher scoring, uh, but I, I I'm confident the Packers are going to pull this one out not not by a lot, but it 's going to be a tight game, but the Packers will squeak out in the end.
0: All right Lady Edith also has the Packers, but i 'm going to stick uh, with the Modus- the Minnesota Vikings to get the road win. Move on to the next morning game. the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Houston to face the Texans. <laughs> So I said this off season that uh, Nick Foles kind of hoodwinked uh, Jacksonville to give him a whole bunch of money to come be their quarterback, and I was I was kind of hoping that we'd have all season to figure to that have out. fun with him. Yep. he's out.
1: Unfortunately, gets knocked out of the game. We feel Kesson actually and really Chiefs. bad about the fact that he's hurt <laughs> <I> for multiple <laughs> no, for multiple no, reasons. No, One, I, we don't I, want the guy to be yeah, hurt. Oh, no, yeah, of course you don't But it also want. takes away our ability to have fun with him all season long.
0: That just kind of sounds mean a little bit. We're bad. We're we're feel sad that you're hurt, but now we can't have fun at your expense. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it's all fun and games. We is. don't
1: wish ill will on no, any of these players. not at all. So. Don't
0: take it that way. But uh, it it it's it is sad. I won't be able to make fun of Nick Foles for a few games. So we're looking at uh, Minnow, Mushu, Moon. Sure. Mo- yep. Yeah. Um, I won't call him Bumblebee Tuna because he wasn't the third-string quarterback. That's reserved for third-string quarterbacks. But uh, c- can you give me his name?
1: Gardner Minishu. Minishu? Minishu. Minishu. Minchu,
0: yes. See, I saw his name. We were, when we saw foes go down, I turned to my brother-in-law, and I was like, what's the guy's name? Mushu? He's like, no, that's the guy from – that's the guy from Mulan. That's the dragon. Dude
1: needs to find a razor.
0: Gardner Minshew. M I N S H E W. Gardener. So first of all, Gardner. Who names their kid Gardner? Isn't that a garden? Isn't that a profession? Like, I'm a gardener. I landscape for a living. Right? That,
2: that's so the on, on the last name.
1: name on the last name I get that because there are a lot of there are a lot of areas of the world where that's where you got your last name from. Okay. I am a gardener. I am a roofer. I am a decker. I am a.
0: All right, I get it. So last name is decker. Last name last that name. makes sense. Based on Fine. yeah. So is it gardner, first name but it's a first name. Yeah, gardner. And then Minshew. Be, be I a, don't even. Where does does Minshew come from? I mean, does anybody know where he where he played college ball? Anybody?
1: Washington State.
0: Did you just look that up? Didn't
1: you? Yeah, he was on my screen.
0: Yeah, there you go. Washington State. Uh, is where um, Gardner Minshew. Look, he came in and played admirably. Threw a few touchdown passes. Wasn't awful. But I don't think anybody knew anything about him. Um, unfortunately for them, they're going against a Houston Texans team that is going to be po. And how they lost that football game on Monday night. They should not
1: have lost that game. should
0: not have lost that game. No way. For the
1: sake of my picks, I was okay with it. Yeah, they yeah. They should not have lost the game where they were.
0: Let's kicks a 58-yard field goal. Um, I, I guarantee you that the Houston Texans will never play prevent defense with only 30 seconds left in the game ever again. No. I'll tell you that much. So um, the, the end
1: of this game was great. Last night while it was going on, I had to run out to REI to get some provisions for this weekend's camping trip. Okay. And my phone died as I was in REI. So you didn't see the end? So I wasn't going to see the end. And I walked out to find one of uh, LA's finest homeless sitting outside, huddled in the corner, plugging his cell phone into the wall outside REI and streaming off their Wi-Fi the end of the game. So he and I got to watch the last five minutes of the game. Okay.
0: <laughs> just that, just just that, just the fact that a homeless dude got a phone that he could plug in, that, that's great enough. That... Warms the cockles of my heart. Yes. Okay, that's pretty awesome. And you just stood there with the the homeless dude and you watched the game. Yeah, that's what football does. It yeah. brings people together.
1: He uh, he apparently been watching the whole game. I mean, yeah. he, he broke the he whole just, thing down. He was telling me stats. He was. I mean, he was great. He was having oh, fun. Oh,
0: that's awesome. And so you get, tell me you got to see the the Vladi Divac flop. I did get to see from the, the flop yep. kicker. Yeah. Okay. Was that awesome? Okay, he drew a flag? He it drew did, a flag. Yeah. Uh, I was so mad at that because he missed it. What, what happened at the end of that kick had nothing to do with him missing the kick. He missed the kick because he just freaking flat out missed yeah, the extra the, point. The, the kick was going the past the post goal goal by the time his, he fell. Yeah. grazes his foot and he freaking does a full-on Vladi Divac flop and he draws a flag for roughing the passer. I, I just thought that was – I was say, oh, my God, the Saints – because there was, you know, right before the half, kinda they kind of jobbed him with the clock, right? Right. There should have been 46 seconds. You take off 10 seconds. There should have been 30 seconds on the clock. It said there was only 16. So they got a job there, and they had it where they were forced to kick a huge field goal, which you missed. But they would have literally had time to get closer. So that's one thing. And then that Vladi Dibok flop for roughing the roughing the kicker, and I'm like, oh my god!
1: Of all the stadiums to to have multiple <laughs> really bad calls in, where
0: half the people are dressed as referees, okay? Because that's what the Saints—that's how bitter the Saints fans are—that they decided to all. I don't know, like, how do you communicate that to your entire community? We're gonna wear ref jerseys to the game. Whole bunch of them wearing ref jerseys and and taunting and 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 waving yellow flags and you have these two horrible calls and yet somehow the saints still managed to win the football game and literally that's the only way those refs were getting on there is is if somehow new orleans wins the game right um so houston kind of let one slip away they had that game i don't think they're going to be anywhere near that close of a football game against jacksonville they're at home they're going to take it to jacksonville Jacksonville is going to be starting Gardner. Um, it's going to be his first start. Although he did come in and play admirably against Kansas City, this Houston defense is a whole new, de- this new, whole new ball game that he's not going to, will not have had time to pre- prepare for. And Houston will get the win.
1: Yep, and and Deshaun Watson looks in prime form. He is. He I looks mean, fantastic as long as he can stay healthy. Unfortunately, if he keeps he doing got, Superman yeah, dives, yeah, he in got the end zone. hit
0: at that dive. It was more – at first I was – I thought it was because he took a a helmet to the knee. I thought that's what it was, but it was more him landing on his back. I think it was more kind of like his back got a little sore. He he landed on his lower back. Yeah, back got sore. You know, that takes a lot out of air-wise, but I I think he'll be bad. But he he looks great. Um, I think that with the combination of Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde running the football, they will – do enough to be the Lamar Miller that they lost in the preseason. Um, and then D-Hop is just phenomenal. You got Now he's throwing touchdown passes to Kenny Stills, who they just acquired from Miami. Uh, Kute is, is doing a great job. They, they got a very nice receiving core for him to throw the football to. They just got to get that offensive line to gel a little bit quicker. You know, Larry tells, he's only been there for five days. Okay, so that offense has to gel a little bit. They got to play together a little bit more. And I
1: think if Houston wants to really compete, they're going to have to do something about the defense.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think we're now. I mean, they held their own against the the Saints. I just think in the last two drives that the Saints had, yeah, they it,
1: they, they held their own without question. Right. But they they never really kind of put that dagger into no. the into the Saints, yeah. and I think that's what they had last year.
0: Yeah, but, but merciless though taking over for Jadavian Clowney, who who they shipped right. off to Seattle, he had a great game. So it's not like they're losing a beat by not having that extra pass rusher. Well, I, I just think, I think the challenge—the
1: challenge went that 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 they had Watt was basically double double covered most right, of the game. He right. what his first game in his professional career he didn't have a tackle.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So they they need to find a way to to draw someone else, somebody away from Watt, so that he can make a play, or they need somebody to step up and make those plays while Watt's being double teamed. Either way, they need to be able to find a way to make those plays. If if they're going to compete in the long run, but I think this week uh, they don't have a problem. They they win this game against a a uh, floundering Jacksonville. Yeah,
0: it's going to be long season for Jacksonville. You and I both have Houston. Meanwhile, Lady Edith is giving Gardner Minshew, Mushu, whatever you want to call him, uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars a chance this week. We'll move on to Miami, where a team that is really I mean they're What's past floundering? They're not floundering anymore. They're already drowned. They've already given up. (laughs) Miami Dolphins hosting the New England Patriots. (laughs) Look, I I mean, the Patriots blew out the Steelers. The Dolphins got blown out. They gave up 59 points to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. But because it's a division rival and they know each other very well, Miami – Always plays against New England very hard. Last year, they had the last second win where they put, you know, the Patsy could put Gronk and they had the Hail Mary and he kind of went around through and Gronk couldn't tackle the guy and they scored a touchdown and won at the end. That's the kind of stuff that happens when divisional rivals play each other. So you don't just say Miami's going to get killed. But
1: Miami's, Miami's going to get killed. killed. Yeah. <laughs> There's just nothing about it. So this line is right now is hovering around 19.
0: 19 points! Now in, the, in the last
1: 10 years, there are only three spreads that have been bigger.
0: Oh, my God. And I think a couple of them were New England's, right? So 2013, the
1: 2013 Broncos versus Jags, 26 and a half for Broncos. 2011, Patriots, Colts. Patriots were favored by 20 and a half. And then t- 2013, Seahawks favored over Jacksonville, 19 and a half.
0: So, this is the fourth time in a decade, you said? Yep. Man, that's not good. That's Look, Miami's bad. Um, they're going to be bad. It's going to be a long season for Dolphins fans. I'm sorry, Dolphins fans. I would like to tell you uh, that that's not the case. But you know what? That's the case. They just looked way outmatched uh, against a Ravens team that, quite frankly, nobody really thought they had that in them, right? But – Miami couldn't stop the run, they couldn't stop the pass, and they couldn't do anything offensively. I think the claim to fame for Ryan Fitzpatrick was that by throwing an interception in that game Sunday, he became the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to throw an interception for eight different teams. (laughs) That's not good stat to be the leader for, right? No. I mean, so that's what Miami's got this season. That's what they're going to have to go with this season. Um, I think in a couple weeks they may move to Josh Rosen to be the starting quarterback. But right now it's all about Fitzpatrick, and he's not the problem. The problem is there's no other pieces there. There's just nothing there uh, for Miami. And New England came out and said, hey, we're the defending Super Bowl champions. This is how we look. This is how we're going to do it. One play it's going to be Philip Dorsett. Next play it's going to be Josh Gordon. If they get to bring... A-B-N, it'll be A-B. Did you know that they only had a tight end in eight plays?
1: No, I didn't hear that.
0: Last year, they only had eight plays all season where they didn't have a tight end on the field. So that's just, that, that's just uh, why people hate the Patriots. They just, they shapeshift into whatever's needed oh, we don't have a tight end right now, man, so we're not going to have a tight end on the field. We're going to have two running backs. Now you've got two running backs that you've got to defend, plus our wide receivers. We don't need a tight end. And they start using a running back as a tight end, and they shape-shift and they make that work, and it works for them.
1: And it works well for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the only kicker in this entire game is the conspiracy theory that Belichick likes to let his guys, his old coaching, assistant coaches look good.
0: Oh, is that it so so does th- he does he throw
1: does he throw a bone to Flores?
2: <laughs>
1: he could try to make, throw a can, bone can, to Flores. Yeah, that,
2: that, that's kind of my kicker it. here.
1: Is this, if if this was if this was the the Lions, okay, I might see some validity in that. Well, Matt Patricia did beat him last year it was right. the first game, but this is one of those where I don't know even if. If Belichick is throwing a bunch of bones on the field, whether the Dolphins can
0: do anything him with them. So. Oh, gosh. Who started that? Oh, that's a good now I got to go look him yeah, up. Yeah, we're going
1: to have to figure it. that out.
0: Because, oh, my God. Uh, what's his name? Beat him when he went to Denver. Uh, the offensive coordinator. Uh, gosh, what's that dude's name? I forgot. But yeah, his first game with Denver, he beat him. <laughs> and then Matt Patricia beat him last year. Uh, yes, those conspiracy theorists. No it uh, doesn't matter. He could throw a hundred <laughs> bones at Miami. They don't they, they don't have enough. Um the Patriots, you've got the Patriots. Even little Lady Edith has the Patriots winning that football game. We'll move on. Man, a lot of morning games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten games that have a one PM Eastern Start time. No bye weeks today. No bye weeks. The Buffalo Bills travel to New York. They cannot travel to New York. They're already from New York. This is the second week we've had this discussion. The Buffalo Bills move down south a little bit in New York to face the New York Giants. Okay, that's that's pretty good schedule for the Bills. You start, your first two games are on the road in New York, which is... In the same stadium, just down the street. Yeah, the same exact same stadium. The, the, as yeah, you played. same
1: hotel you were last week. Same stadium, same visiting locker room you were in last week. You
0: managed to win against the Jets. Yeah, yeah I'm changing this pick. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm, uh, yeah, Giants aren't going to be. The, they're not going to be the Bills. It's not going to happen. I thought I was taking the Giants. You know what, people? I just see that's how you change your mind. Right there, right now, I've got the Buffalo Bills. I'm with the Bills.
1: I I really don't have an explanation to it other than I I don't have any confidence in the Giants.
0: All they have is Barkley. Right. It's Saquon Barkley. That's it. And he's good.
1: And I need him to score a lot more touchdowns.
0: (laughs) But you can't win a football game with just your running back. There's got to be some threat of a long – he had one really long play against the Cowboys. And other than that, they neutralized him. They said, Eli, you're going to have to beat us. And Eli had sad Eli face. F- fourth and one, they did the rollout and they hit him and he fumbled and it was sad Eli face. And I, and I almost, almost for a brief, it was one of those like 0.63 milliseconds where I felt bad for him. It was just kind of like. I and mean, then you didn't. And then I didn't. It was over really quick. Yeah.
1: Eli was 30 for 44, did have 300 passing yards for a touchdown, but a quarterback rating of. of 22.4. It's not
0: good. No. I've got the Buffalo Bills. I'm very confident in this pick. Uh, Lady Edith has the Buffalo Bills. I have the Buffalo Bills. You have the Buffalo Bills. Look, it, look Josh Allen, and, look, they, they did a lot of things. I really like uh, John Brown, the wide receiver that they got there. Uh, John Allen will do enough. I think the Giants are going to struggle to win four or five games this year and this was one that early on i thought they would win i don't think they'll win this game they're just not talented enough i'm going to i'm going to go with buffalo we'll move on the indianapolis colts travel to tennessee to face the tennessee titans tennessee titans put a 30 point beat down on the cleveland browns who everybody loved including myself i was one of those feel bad for my brother-in-law he probably lost far too much money on the Browns this weekend. Um, but the Tennessee Titans, basically, they said, look, Houston, you got a problem because we're going to be able to get to Deshaun Watson. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, you don't got no Andrew Luck no more, so we won't, we won't be able to get you. And Jacksonville, they just laughed. <laughs> Nobody's talking about us. Nobody was giving us a chance. We're just going to come out here and take care of business. And without Andrew Luck, they – Gonna take care of. It. I'm. T- I'm just changing my. Who made these picks for me? Steve, was I not here? What was happening? You just what, you, now. Why? Why are you, you just started coloring stuff around? You just made picks. You just making picks. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. So without
1: without Mariota. Yeah. I mean, they. they if they don't have Mariota, the, the Titans have no one. Yes. That's so. True. He looked good. He looked very good. And and he may look good again this week. I don't think the Titans are are as good as they showed against the Browns.
0: I don't know. I, at, at, the the day, at the
1: end of the day, the end of the day, that that game was what twenty two to, was it thirteen? Thirteen. At the end of the third quarter, so yes. it it was a it was a one two score game. It was still it was still a winnable game for the Browns. Yes. Who weren't doing anything, and then Mayfield decided he was going to become a gunslinger. And he was he Mayfield he channeled employed. his Brett Favre and through interceptions. He tried to he tried to make plays that he shouldn't have been trying to make and it it hurt him a lot. Yes. So for 3 quarters Tennessee wasn't uh, Tennessee wasn't blowing them out. Tennessee right. wasn't like the I, the end score I don't think is representative of the of the larger game.
0: But offensively what Mariota was able to do with his wide receivers and with the reemergence of Delaney Walker. That's a piece that he was missing last season at the tight end position that really, I think, held him back. I, Delaney had, what, uh, two touchdowns? Uh, about uh, 30 in change in receiving yards? I'm, I'm not trying to have the stats. 55? Only 55 yards? So they were all short catches, but in the red zone, right? They were in the five, red zone. They five, were
1: five catches, 55 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Long long of 16. His his red zone. He caught he caught five of six, targeted six times. Yeah.
0: His red zone safety blanket. Um, yeah, but
1: yeah. I mean, Mariota in the end, I mean, it was 14 to 24, 248 yards, three touchdown passes, sacked a fair amount, um, four sacks, uh, a rating of fifty three. I mean he he wasn't he wasn't unstoppable. He was not forty three points dominant. Yep. He yep. was he was okay to to good.
0: But but that defense you gotta give even though yes Baker Mayfield decided he was going to start throwing the ball around, they were they were constantly applying pressure to Mayfield. Right. Even before even before that fourth quarter. And what they did that made Cleveland kind of change their offensive philosophy is they stopped Chubb and do they, they? They weren't giving a lot of big chunk plays up on the ground. In Indianapolis, how they got their points against San Diego was on the ground. I don't think they'll have that same success. It wasn't Jacoby Brissett flinging but I, it around. But I think
1: the Colts defense is going to is going to perform much better against against the Titans than what we saw the Browns right. do. I mean, you got to remember the Colts went toe to toe with the Chargers. They came all the way out here to L. A. And they went toe-to-toe with the Chargers the entire game.
0: Yep. And now they have to go on the road again against a division rival who has play-in with a chip on their shoulder. Because everybody's, everybody's talking about Houston. Everybody's talking about Indianapolis. Nobody's talking about Tennessee. And that's put a yeah, chip on think, their shoulder. I, I think I at think this
1: point now everybody's talking about Tennessee. They, they, they know Tennessee can play. So I think that chip is gone. Whereas I think the Colts are still looking for their first win, they're looking to prove that they are something more. They are a team without luck.
0: They are a team without luck. Yeah, and that's what so I,
1: I I'm I'm in on the Colts here. I think the Colts pull this one off.
0: Look, e- even with luck, they always had a hard time playing against Tennessee. Sure. So definitely with no luck, I'm not thinking they're going to go on the road. This game's in Indianapolis. I feel a little bit differently. On the road again, two weeks. That's the other thing. Schedule makers, man you kill some teams i think when back to, they have to start the season back to back on the road i get it if in the middle of the season there's would you rather have a
1: tough schedule at the beginning or the end
0: at the beginning yeah but if, I don't if you got to go
1: on the road if you've got to go on the road and play some tough teams the first couple of weeks you might start 0 3 but then if you can finish at home maybe not cupcake teams but you can finish the last you know four out of five games at home or something like that yeah. i'd rather i'd rather do it up front yeah. Get all that garbage out of the way. That way, towards the end, you can get rested. I, just, you can I would feel like better.
0: my back-to-back road games to be sort of somewhere in the middle. Right. I don't want to start the year week one, week two. The, it's week three before you get to enjoy some home cooking and play in front of your home sure. stadium. Right? That—that's just all I'm saying. It's—it's it's going to be tough for Indianapolis. I and I and that yes, I am making it official. I'm taking the Tennessee
1: Titans. Okay. I, I'm
0: I'm on, I'm on the Colts here. Yep, as well as Lady Edith. She also has the Colts. We'll move on to Baltimore as those hot, hot Baltimore Ravens host the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, boy. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals who for three quarters were inept. And and in the fourth quarter, they came back. I don't even really think it was because of them. And it was more the... Lions defense that decided to just stop playing. I, I, yeah, I he agree. Wasn't awful for three quarters. I mean, I'm just like ugly awful.
1: So this this becomes. I mean, you run into the same thing with Trubisky. You run into how many of these young quarterbacks. Maybe Trubisky is, shouldn't be bunched in with too many of the younger quarterbacks. Right. But if if they're if they're able to make that that. Read. They've, they've got the protection they need. They've got a couple of seconds to hit their receivers. They can hit them, and they look good. But you start challenging them, you start, you start pressuring them at all, the game falls apart. And I think that's what we saw with Murray for three quarters. Right. And in the fourth quarter, he looked really good. He looked like you could see flashes of the first-round draft pick, the, the, the number one draft pick that he is. So can if he can he, if he can gain the confidence and the skill and play in a decent game plan, he might end up being a pretty good quarterback.
0: I have no doubts of that. He certainly has the talent. My thing is that right now, he's going to see a bunch of stuff every week that he's never seen before. Right. This week against Baltimore, I mean, if he, if you thought he saw some crazy things against Detroit, here come the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. That defense even, is legit. Even
1: a Baltimore Ravens defense on the decline, right, is going to show him stuff that he's never that seen. That he's never seen before. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't see Murray having a good quarter or half or anything against the Ravens. Yeah, I don't think the Ravens are as good as as the score last week showed. I don't think that. I don't think we can expect them to win by that margin no. every week. But, but I do
0: have them winning by fourteen points, and I'll tell you why. Because the line is 13 and a half. <laughs> yes. They're winning by two touchdowns. That's my lock of the week. I never, ever pick double-digit spreads. As a matter of fact, I went back and I did some history searching, and in the last 10 years, Steve, I've only picked one team to cover a double-digit spread. In the NFL, double-digit spreads are crazy. College, all the time. This The first week of the college football season, I had four teams cover 22 or more point spreads, and they covered. You can nail them in the college. In the NFL, it's crazy. But look, just from what I've seen from Lamar Jackson, their ability to run the football with Mark Ingram, and Jackson not really having to use his legs, although he still can, but throw the football accurately down the field to Marquise Hollywood-Brown, they will take care of business they will win by at least two touchdowns maybe 20 points and they will cover that 13 lay the 13 and a half
1: i mean jackson jackson against the dolphins had three carries yes you know, he, he only ran it three times for six total yards he was 17 of 20 for 324 yards five touchdowns in three quarters. In three quarters, right? He didn't He'd, play the
0: fourth quarter, man. Right. They brought in RT three.
1: If they were looking to to shore up the passing game in in Baltimore, they appear to have done that. Yeah. And I mean, I can remember what was it, week two of the preseason, where Jackson went out and for two series. I mean, he didn't leave the tackle pocket. He
0: just threw the football.
1: He he was you know nine straight throws and just Baltimore just sat back and there said, and had fun.
0: Our guy can throw the football and be accurate, and that's what he did. He was very accurate in that football game. Five touchdown passes was crazy. He's not going to have a lot of five touchdown pass games. But against Arizona, who, look, they made Matt Stafford look brilliant. Matt Stafford, even though they lost, or they didn't lose, I'm sorry, they tied, (laughs) Matt Stafford had a great stat line, okay? I think Lamar Jackson can do better, and I just think offensively, Arizona is going to continue to struggle, at least for the foreseeable future. For the short term, right. Yep. So I got Baltimore. You've got Baltimore. But Lady Edith, she likes to spice things up. She's going to take the Arizona Cardinals on the road.
1: Can we we give her a bone and say this one is against the spread or something stupid? (laughs) Uh,
0: We don't do that. She made her pick. It's the Cardinals. She made her pick, yes. All right, so we're at 105, Steve. We're going way, way long, mostly because of my stupid stories of Las Vegas. We're going to do. They're they're not stupid. No, no. Vegas what? Vegas isn't stupid. No, How dare you call I, Vegas I stupid. I did. I don't even know what I was talking about there. Let's finish the morning game. The Dallas Cowboys at Washington Redskins. I'll just say right now, all across the board, we've got Dallas Cowboys. you want to say anything about why you, you're taking Dallas?
1: No, I, I think it's – I mean, well, sure. Pretty clear. Yeah, pretty clear. Dallas looked better than we thought they could be on offense. Yes. Uh, they looked great on defense, as we expected them to be. Yep. And Washington – he is what we expected Washington lead. to be, right? We yeah, have,
0: yeah, 20 nothing lead in, in, at the half you're looking great and you've managed to lose that football game. Um, yeah, the Washington Redskins are going to struggle a bit and and the only thing I don't like about this game is that it's division rivals who hate each other and Washington always they always get up to play the Dallas Cowboys. But look, I think Dak is on a mission. Dak's like, "Look, everybody's talking about I don't deserve 40 million a year? Watch." 405 right. yards passing four touchdown passes, he could do the same against this Washington. Look, See what Carson Wentz did. He could do the exact same thing against this Washington Redskins team because I think the Cowboys are going to ease Zeke into the season. They want Zeke to have nice, healthy, fresh legs ready to go for 20, 30 carries late in the season when the games really, really, really matter. I think it's going to be a lot of Dak. I think the first five, six weeks it's going to be, hey, we got an old, old offensive coordinator who is going to let Dak do his stuff and as long as Dak continues to make good decisions, uh, the Cowboys are going to put up a lot well, of Well, I mean,
1: for the next two weeks, the Cowboys can definitely get away with that. They've got their Redskins, and then they host the Dolphins. So it's not like Dak is going to be facing a defense that is really going to challenge him. He yeah. can air it out and give, give Elliott a couple of weeks to get his sea legs.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, I like it. I like it. We all have the Cowboys. Uh, quickly, three only three afternoon games. This is what, this is what the, 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 I say afternoon game, late games. Because it's 4:05 p.m. Eastern time, but only one o'clock here uh, on the West Coast, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders, you got the chiefs. I got the chiefs. Lady Edith has the Oakland Raiders. She fell in love with the silver and black. Yeah what, I if, d- what if she comes home to you one day and it's like, "Dad, I, I want to share for the Oakland Raiders?"
1: I don't have a I- I'm not terribly upset if she wants to have dual fandom. okay.
0: She's, she's if if keep she Green announces Bay. she
1: is not a Green Bay fan, we're gonna have we're gonna have a long talk.
0: Okay, conversation then. But right now,
1: she she is allowed to have dual fandoms. All right, That, All right. that, that I will allow that as, as long as it's not like Bears and Vikings or something.
0: Kansas City is looking legit. Uh, Tyreek Hill's gone down; he's gonna miss a few weeks, but I don't think they're gonna skip a beat. I think they'll still be able to do their thing.
1: Yeah, the the Raiders looked fine
0: against Denver.
1: Yeah, they, they look fine against a Denver team that yeah. was, I think, severely overhyped coming into the season. I didn't know. Neither did I. I don't think on this show. I'm pretty yeah, they sure were on, not overhyped on this on show. On this show, we called what we saw last night. Yeah. Uh, and and I, the Raiders are going to be good, but yes. I think in this case they, they go up a great, great competition. But I, eight, I think we nine could see, wins for
0: the Raiders is not out of the realm of possibility.
1: Right, and we could see Carr have a good game, against that defense, which Kansas City doesn't have necessarily a strong defense, but there's no way he keeps up with Mahomes and that offense.
0: All right. Uh, the Chicago Bears versus the Denver Broncos. I, I was originally going to take the Denver Broncos because I was thinking to myself they're not going to be continue to be as bad as they were last night on Monday Night Football. But the Chicago Bears have to make a statement. They could not let that Thursday night performance be what the, what their season's going to be. So I think they've had 10 days of rest. they're going to come out, they're going to be aggressive, uh, and they're going to get after the Denver Broncos. And I think that that is going to be all that Chicago needs to take care of
1: Denver. yep, I agree and I, I, I just I still don't have faith in that Denver offense being able to do anything. I think they're going to easily lay a goose egg. Maybe get three points against that Bears
0: offense. Bears
1: defense, the yes. defense, yeah,
0: yeah, that, yeah. That D is legit. Lady Edith also has the Chicago Bears,
1: and and much and much like, um, uh, much like Carr in Oakland, Trubisky, Trubisky if if he's if he's allowed to sit back in the pocket and and find his receivers, he can be a phenomenal passer. Yep, and. Broncos didn't get after Oakland. They're not going to get after Trubisky. I I think they're going to do just fine.
0: Final afternoon game. The New Orleans Saints come out here to Los Angeles to face the Rams. (laughs) Excited to say that I will be at this game. I will witness it with my own eyes. Nice. I will witness the Saints getting revenge for that no call and beating the Rams in L.A.
1: And I don't think that's going to happen. You got Sa- the Rams Saints, again. Saints are good. Saints yeah. are phenomenal. Yeah. But Breeze just seems to have lost a little on his arm.
0: Okay. I, I, I agree I, with that. I
1: think his age is catching up to him. Last season, we saw him fall off at the end of the season. Now right. he, they have a slow start usually, but, but it's not necessarily Breeze throwing passes 10 yards short of his deep receivers. Right. He did that. He's, he's not that, – that arm just doesn't seem to be there they've got a great running game. They've got a lot of weapons there, so they, they can go toe to toe with the Rams, but I think the Rams at home are going to do enough. They, they the Rams kind of had a little bit of a, eh, I, I think we're going to see the Rams do quite well.
0: I think last year, the saints were the first team to give the Rams their first loss of the season. I think it happens again this year. Saints are going to come into that game pissed and amped up Um and quite frankly, they were a little bit sharper both offensively and defensively than the Rams were in Week One. And I still think that I still think the Rams. And I'll go back to the Rams and the Bears and the Packers and and all those other teams that decided we're not playing any of our starters. They just looked flat in Week One, and it's going to take them another week or two to get to where they were midseason last year.
1: See, and I don't think I think the Rams are going to be ready to go. I think I think. That, that first game where they said, oh, yeah, this is how we play football. they are going to have all week to kind of get things in order, and they're going to come out ready to play.
0: All right. That's going to be a good one. I can't wait to watch it.
1: Have fun at that one.
0: Sunday night football. The Atlanta Falcons host the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> you and Lady Edith have Philadelphia Eagles. I'll give you a second to tell us why. I'm just going to say I've got the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are a bad football team, but they're not as bad as that. Awful showing they showed in Minnesota. I just looked at some stats. The first week of the football season, when Atlanta plays on the road, they are awful. They are against the spread, one and seven, and straight up they're zero and eight. They just don't win on the road when they play football to start the season. When they come home, on the other hand, it's a whole different story. Whether it's the home cooking or it's that dome, new dome they got in Atlanta, they play good football when they're in Atlanta. The Philadelphia Eagles, I think, kind of showed a little bit of what they are. They were really bad in the first half. They did some changes and made some adjustments in the second half and did enough to get the win. Deshaun Jackson's not going to be able to run all over the field in Atlanta against the Falcons, so I've got Atlanta to win that.
1: Yep, And I I feel strongly that the adjustments that the Eagles made in the second half were to really – identify where their strengths are, yeah. play to their strengths rather than try to outsmart the the Redskins last week. So I think I think this week going into Atlanta, Atlanta, I've, I've been all over them this year. I don't think Matt Ryan is as, as strong as he has been in the past or right. as strong as, as anybody thinks he should be. And I, I think the, the Eagles roll the, the Falcons, no problem here.
0: So I'm alone in Atlanta. You and Lady Edith are with the Eagles. Finally, Monday Night Football, the Cleveland Browns travel to New York to face the jets yeah the jets are in for a long season i think Mm -hmm. and i think the cleveland browns are going to come out and show hey look last week was a fluke we kind of just felt a little too overconfident about ourselves everybody was a little too overconfident about us and it they needed that slap in the face to be like hey you still got work to do right okay everybody can say all the great things about you Everybody can be all positive about you, but you actually have to do it on the field. I think they make those corrections and they get it done. I like the Cleveland Browns on Monday night.
1: I'm with you. I like Cleveland. Um, I think a lot of the challenges they had uh, against Tennessee were were in penalties.
0: Yes, they they have to not be. They have to be more disciplined. I think they had 19 penalties in that football
1: game, including ejection yeah. and all sorts of all sorts of stuff. They got to reel that in. We're gonna see quickly whether or not Kitchens can reel that in on the team and get these guys all going in the same direction in a positive manner. If it's truly the undisciplined behemoth that we saw Sunday, I, I think we're in trouble. I, gonna, I think the Browns could be in in a lot of trouble, and Kitchens could be one of the first to go this season. Yeah,
0: it'll be a quick it'll be a quick uh, sinking yeah. if if he doesn't get that in control. Look, bottom line is um, only one rookie head coach won this week. All right. And, and it wasn't a win. It was a tie. Hi, yep. <laughs> uh, Cliff Kingsbury, right, He uh, and the Arizona Cardinals. All the other rookie head coaches, they all lost. So th- there's obviously a learning curve there. they got to grow pretty quickly. Um, but I think he'll turn it around. He'll get them in order, and, and Cleveland does it. You've got the Browns. Lady Edith also has the Browns. We've gone 16 minutes over time. But before we let you go, come out to NFLRNR.com. I've redone the site. It looks really nice. You see see all of our picks that we're making um and we there in the survivor pool eight people who were brave enough to take cleveland uh lost ooh so uh that that That's happened hard. yeah um actually there were there were ten, 10 people eight brown eight people who took the browns and two someone took the lions and someone else took a team that lost. I forgot who that was. And I don't know why they did that because uh, there were not very many upsets in week one.
1: Week one, week two is hard. It is hard. We don't yeah. know the identities of the teams. Week two
0: is very hard. I've yeah. been going through it, and my friends are like, what pick <laughs> can we do? Now it's the
1: challenge of not overreacting yes. to what we saw in don't week don't one. Don't
0: overreact to week one. Anyways. Thank you very much uh, for listening.
1: Oh, my challenge game?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right, Steve. You have to make attention. You got a lot of lot to choose yeah, from. I'm.
1: I'm going to take that. That uh, Colts Titans. Oh
0: man! All right. So I got Tennessee at home. You got Indy on the road. That this is actually going to char- start the challenge game because you know we start every week in a tie. Yes. That's all the time we got. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry, and this has been NFL Rants and Raves.
2: We're out.